0: Welcome to the Love Oracle, where ancient wisdom opens the door to the source of love in you. Hi, I'm Angela, and today's talk is called Love of Humanity. Is humanity worth saving? So there's a lot of discussion about this. Why do we bother trying to have peace? Why don't we just end it all? And... Those are the ideas that are floating around at the moment. So they're not uh, just in our imagination. Those ideas are actually what are fueling some of the thoughts of our leaders. And I've mentioned in some other videos that we need to start being aware of our thoughts. So this video topic today, Love of Humanity, is looking at what is firstly the purpose Of loving humanity what is it and then what is the purpose of having different cultures and nations because some of our disbelief that humanity is worth saving is seeing this conflict of nations and seeing the disagreement between cultures or the repulsion of cultures for other cultures So some people have put in the dialogue that humanity is not worth saving and we can just start again. Now I come from Australia and that colonial idea was tried here and it doesn't work because there's no foundation for the modern Australia unless we integrate the culture that came before, uh, the, the new country that's established here. So you can have a carte blanche or a blank slate or a terra nullius, but that energy doesn't disappear. And there's also those like Elon Musk who suggest that we start another colony on Mars. And then if this one starts to malfunction, we have an option second best option right so do you know the concept second best option if you have a friend who's like oh I didn't get to go out with the first person that I wanted to go out with but now I'll choose my second best option so Mars is a second best option to Earth so even if we did that you're still left with that unsatisfying feeling that you've left behind this garbage dump that didn't work out and that energy carries on So any concepts where we can just carte blanche, leave, exit, dodge, you know, leave this city and get out of town, it doesn't actually resolve the problem of humanity that we didn't actually learn how to live in harmony with our our Earth. So what is the love of humanity? Love of humanity is actually experiencing, knowing in your heart, the full beauty and potential of humans to be that leader of earth, custodians of the earth, to live in balance with all life on earth. In another video on love I called natural love, I talked about that love that's natural to us, to be naturally giving, to be connected to nature meaning all life on Earth, the water element, the air, the sun, the uh, fire element that creates so much for us as a species in terms of production and technology and the Earth element itself and also nature, other species, animals, plants, all of the minerals, all of the objects that exist on this Earth itself are a miracle that they're in existence. Anybody who researches these objects, phenomena on earth, is witness to that miracle that they exist. I met a young boy the other day who could recite the 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 periodic table at seven or eight years old, and I was just amazed that he could get into that rhythm of the atomic structure and how that was a miracle in itself, that it had a certain pattern and a certain geometric structure that made matter, that composed all the elements on earth. So natural love is being in honour to that miracle. And love of humanity is seeing our role as a leader to be custodians and guardians of that and to... to look after it to be caretakers to be lovers of this nature and this natural order that exists on earth and also to be masters of it to a degree if we look at the pandemic the way that we were able to use science to manage it or to manage the population to a degree of course there's lots of political who are about it. We we're able to manage populations in so many different countries to manage the disease. Some more poorly, some better than others, some with a lot more judgment and criticism of others. But we were able to do that. We were able to manage uh, a virus and, and its impact. That's a that's a potential for humanity to be a leader and to manage its environment and and also to be. Um, collaborative when it when it is able to. And, and that's where I think people don't believe in that love of humanity because they see something like the wars that are going on, they see how we handled the pandemic pandemic through a lot of conflict and we didn't step forward collectively. So to put it bluntly, if we don't focus on this potential of humanity to come together and and be in balance with nature it's not going to happen if we individually you me if we keep on thinking well it's humanity's not really worth it just forget about it that will perpetuate more disaster and more conflict in our world so contemplate what are your thoughts about humanity and its potential to lead to to be a collective species that works together to help others and what are your thoughts about that just letting humanity not survive are you contributing to that desire of other leaders of the world to also not think well of keeping the human species alive all of the humans on the planet And so let's go to the purpose of having different cultures and nations on this planet because another reason people may think, well, what's the point of keeping humanity alive, is that they see conflict and war and they see other cultures killing people because of their culture or because of their nation or because of their religion. And the irony is that religion espouses love but then religions end up murdering in the name of their religion so it doesn't seem to work it seems to be a serpent eating its tail or a dog chasing its tail it doesn't really evolve however a snake does shed its skin in order to learn how to be a different species it does need to somehow shed its skin so some people will just say that um this golden age that we're moving into it does require a lot of conflict but it also does require and in, in terms of birthing a new age or a new civilization some people are saying that we need this conflict to the old structures however i disagree with believing in collapsing of the old structures in order to birth the new things do have to decay they do have to end but if they end destructively then there's some things that will not be able to be repaired and if a new age um, and we look at the birth of a child if if the woman is so badly damaged she won't survive so in a similar fashion if our world if we don't look at the purpose of having all this variety of cultures and we just say destroy a culture, then humanity itself won't survive because it's literally like shooting yourself in the arm. We've chopped off that limb and then we're trying to survive with a very um, destroyed body. Every culture in the world is a part of the human species and this is something that Science has tried to look at species from a biological perspective. How do we evolve? We were humans in all sorts of different parts of the planet evolving. It seems to be now at different stages, at different times. There were many species at the same time on Earth evolving. We're not sure of the linear uh, pattern of history when certain species arose and when Homo um, sapiens sapiens, when that actually evolved in different planets as different points of view on that and the distinction that I think is lost is that also culturally that the evolution of culture was very very necessary to manage different parts of the planet and many times science will tell you why that culture evolved but we don't respect that we don't respect culture we think that um, culture was something that's a human creation that somehow is separated from its environment whereas actually if you if you study any culture you'll see it's an evolution from that actual land environment some people will say religions are not like that say for example the Christian religion started in some part of the world and then it traveled however if you look at how say we'll take the Christian religion in in Polynesia it's still integrated into that culture. So even religions, whenever they're transported, they're still integrated into that culture for a time, for a reason, for a purpose and for a season in some cases. So we never really look at culture as in some ways a human creation and celebrate that. We tend to look at cultures and say, why is it like that in a condemning fashion? And the thing that we're missing is discussions and just exploration around the uniqueness of culture. This is something I've shared about with dance. Whenever you do world dance and you start to dance a certain dance from a certain folkloric culture or a certain culture around the world, it could be a street culture, it could be uh, a dance that's done in a parade, it could be a um, tribal culture that has a certain ritualistic dance. It could be a very socialized dance like salsa. It could be any of those dances. When you go into the roots of the dance, it's actually, it's really amazing and it's fun and it's a celebration. And instead of that, we look at culture as something that's kind of like a stagnation and it's something that is a, a, a obstacle to moving forward in some ideas that we think um, humanity should move forward. So if we look at the Homo sapiens species, it evolved in many different ways all over the planet to adjust and adapt to the specific demands and environment of that location. And culture is an expression of that environment so most cultures have some sort of land-based um, expression of the culture the language the music the dance all of that comes in reaction to that environment and then religions might take some other interpretation and spread that globally as well and whenever it's spread it's integrated into that local culture So culture itself is a very, very valuable mechanism for survival and adaptation, for giving us community, to have identity and to be safe and to come together so we can overcome obstacles in our environment. And again, the pandemic, I'm going to use that example. But if you start to look at how each country adapted, it's not just even the country, but in the country, there'll be communities that had adapted and they might've had polemic or conflict, but those communities ended up doing what they did. And we can stand outside and criticize the culture, but it's much more interesting to work out why they did what they did. And you can evaluate externally by numbers of lives that were saved, which is important, but it's much more interesting to think about the evolution of the culture for what it can contribute to our global conversation. And it's also much more interesting to think about how does that culture adapt when there's a challenge? Each culture is in response to its land environment. So whenever they have a challenge, they've got certain community-based responses, collective-based responses. And if you look at some of the Western responses, we were isolated in some of the lockdowns in single person residences, people living alone in a residence. That wasn't a very great adaption for some people. Some people like being alone, but a lot of people struggled with that. So it's not a very good survival strategy. Other people in other places might have been more, um, too many people in the house, and then the virus spread. However, that led to other things being served. So maybe they had access to resources maybe they were able to help other family members because they were more close and then they had to work out solutions together so each culture has different pluses and minuses and those are important for the collective understanding of the entire globe we're not if if we're going to be a global community we're not going to be able to do that without understanding the nuances of each part of the globe. This is what I find really odd that the conversation seems to think that we need to have one universal approach to culture. Actually, we need to understand the nuances of each culture because in that region, it was able to, um, fare in a certain way. It doesn't mean it necessarily needed to have a uniform response. And if we are going to come together as a globe, we need to integrate that unique cultures response and understand what, what they did and how that worked instead of criticize. So the purpose of different cultures is to really see how different parts of the planet operate. Our culture is an expression from that part of the planet, from the climate, the food sources, from the way we manage our relationships and human relationships and the way we manage the land and yes sometimes it's dysfunctional so we need to see that we need to see how other places are doing that in a more harmonious manner that we can get inspired by but we can't necessarily transplant a culture to another part of the world because it didn't it didn't arise from that part of the world so finally i'd like to finish with our focus on where we want to go if we have a genuine love for humanity and that the role we came to fulfill as stewards and guardians of this planet to live in harmony with the planet and its resources then we need to look at what that means at a personal level and i mentioned before to look at your destructive desire to just ah you know what's is worth is humanity worth saving to to look at that if those thoughts are in you to understand that's contributing to the collective that's influencing every other person out there and then if you do desire a future for humanity how that is going to operate inside of you is very very simple you have and the gift of life around you so if you have children it's a little bit easier and if you don't have children think about any child on on the world what future do you want for that child if you have friends that have children what future do you want for those children or family members who have children what future do you want from them or any child that you might interact with. You may not have a connection, but if you were to have a desire for the future of humanity, that was inclusive, that that brought people together to live in harmony with each other, not just for the sake of humanity, but for the sake of all life on this Earth, to, to really worship the beauty of life on this planet and to honour the magnificence of it, that it exists at all. And that's a simple strategy, to start thinking about that future that you would truly, truly desire and what type of humanity you would fall in love with, you would love to see on the earth, contribute your ideas to those dreams, to those images, Of humanity being truly a steward of life on this planet and living in a way that you would love to be on this planet those are the dreams that need nourishment at these times especially when we see a lot of other images that are saying something very different to that and this month I'm going to discuss more about the multiple cultural um, differences on our Earth and with Gina and see the benefits of those multiple differences and also to share Gina's in Toronto I'm in Sydney so we both live in some cities that are very multicultural and have a lot of intercultural or interracial marriages Um, and how those relationships are a a fountain of um, cultural confusion and cultural celebration and how those interracial or intercultural relationships are actually a foundation for a lot of discussion, sharing, celebration, um, laughter about the quirks of humanity and acceptance of our quirks. Thanks for joining. I look forward to any of your ideas about love of humanity and how we can celebrate that humans are humans indeed.